Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. on to the next question again this is going to go hand in hand with a few other ones the next one is this Akil I wonder how you deal with the fact that past performance doesn't predict future results I have a fear right hold on to that word guys I have a fear at the back of my head that my back testing results don't really reflect a true edge in the markets but they are just a selection of equity curves that looked good at specific points in time. I am aware that this selection, although proven to be consistently profitable over the last 20 years, doesn't necessarily have to remain consistently profitable over the next 10, 5, or even 2 years. It's common to see backtest results where we're positive for 5 specific years and then negative or sideways for the next 15 years. So what stops my results from potentially going downhill at some point as well? For this reason, I struggle to call myself a consistently profitable trader. I fear increasing my account size and I value consistent equity curve over total return on investment. It's very important. We touched on that a few times. I've been trading live for almost six months and so far my live results match my backtesting results, but the confidence is not there yet. Does this confidence only come with years of experience in the markets or is this fear always present no matter what? What do you guys think before I dig into it? Andrew says, my auntie Heather keeps telling me um, she can't see how getting those results in the past means we'll get those results again. My answer is the markets are transactions from human beings and human beings are complicated, <laughs> but not random. Um, if anything, they are repetitive. Max says it's not, it's just practice and it's all you got. Um, if it's been profitable for five to 10 years, then chances are in your favor and market conditions will change. So you need to keep adapting. Um, and says, boom, Max says that's true. So let me ask you guys this, right? Anybody drive a car? Anybody ever drive a car before? So what happens when you get in the car and you either turn the key or you press that button? What happens? What do you expect to happen? Usually the engine starts, okay? Why do you expect the engine to start? Because it did the day before, and the day before, and the day before. Anybody catch the train? Yep. 
You go to a train stop, right, at a very specific time. You've been doing it for your commute to work every day for the past 20 years. I know London's a little bit different. I heard you guys got some weird train stories, but what usually happens when you get to the train tracks, the train station at that very specific time? What typically comes? The train. So you're doing something with the expectation of a very specific result. And why are you expecting that very specific result? Because of what has happened in the past. Does that make sense? The reason you expect your car to start is because for the last hundred times you've done it in the past, when you've taken a specific action, your car has started. Now, does this mean that your car is going to start every single time? No. There will be a point in time where you press the button or you turn the key and it, right? One of those type things. It literally sounds like a horse. The horsepower literally sounds like a horse. And it doesn't start. The point is, right? And someone mentioned this earlier, right? Thing results. Oh, my thing just freed them. Horrible today. Gosh. Hold on. Can you guys still hear me? Can you see my screen? We're having a, we're, this storm is killing me today. Okay, we had like a little minor shut off and it's back. Hopefully everything's good. The point is, past results aren't going to 100, aren't going to predict the future of 100% accuracy. Why? Because we never know what the future is going to tell us, right? So past results aren't going to predict the future with 100% accuracy. However, they're the best predictor that we have. Does that make sense? The best predictor that we have is the past and analyzing trends, analyzing patterns, right? One of the reasons we backtest for a long time, and this trader said he backtested for 20 years, Within that 20 year period, I wouldn't say you're gonna see everything because we've never had a 2020 before, even though we've had years like 2009s, which are very similar. But every year is gonna be unique, but there's a good chance in that 20 year period, you're gonna see kind of uh, the different patterns of the market and you're gonna see if your strategy, if your technique can keep its head above water during those different market conditions. The fear that you have, that's what's holding you back. The fear that you have is an excuse, right? It's the same thing when we talk about the comfort zone, right? We all know the, the thing, there's a comfort zone, there's that circle inside the comfort zone is, is you know, the comfy life, your steady check, whatever the... the just just getting by. Outside the comfort zone are the best things in life. Do you know why people stay within the comfort zone? Fear. Fear. 
They don't know what to expect outside. They're, they're so accustomed to what's been happening inside that it's become comfortable. They don't know what to expect on the outside. I think about it like this, right? I've got, I've got two young kids, right? And you know how kids are with food, right? So I'm cooking stuff and, and all, every time I cook something, I don't like that. Well, have you ever tried it? Well, no, but I don't like it. Well, how do you know? Hey, try a piece, right? So I gave my kid a, gave my kid a, we made some cheese sauce the other day. My special Thanksgiving cheese sauce. I make it every Thanksgiving to keep the, the in-laws happy, right? And the first time he tried it, he's looking at it and he's, you know, he's sniffing it and he's like, eh, I don't like it. I might try it. No, I don't like it, right? There's fear there. It looks gucky. looks yucky. It's yellow, right? I'm like, here, dip, dip, your, dip, your, dip the, the noodle you have in there, your broccoli in there. And he's fighting me. He's fighting me. He's scared. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And we had, you know, we had, we, we listened to Daniel Tiger, who's like the, the new, um, God, what's it, Mr. Rogers, right? And they have this, you know, try new things. It might taste good, right? All these songs and stuff. So we do it and we're singing the song. And then he, he dips the noodle and the broccoli and the cheese sauce. He eats it, right? This small little bite. And we're sitting there reading his face and he's like, we're waiting for the response. It's like one of those uh, American Idol shows where you're waiting for the judges to hit either the thumbs up or the thumbs down. And he's, he's, you know, you can see it's going through his mind and he's like, this is good. And now he loves it. Now he wants it every day. He wants to dip everything in it, right? And get him like a fondue set or something, right? He overcame that fear. That's what we have to do. It doesn't always end well. Don't get me wrong. That was a good example. Sometimes it gets spit out. <laughs> right? But we have to overcome this fear. This fear that you're creating is an excuse not to move forward. It is the same reason people, hey, Andrew, why aren't you going for that promotion at your job? Uh, I don't think I'm qualified. There's probably better candidates. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to handle that responsibility. You're making up excuses not to do it. The fear of you being rejected, the fear of you not getting the job is, is creating these, these excuses in your head that you're using in order for you to not put yourself in a position where you can be faced with disappointment. Right? You got to go for it. You got to jump. You've done all the work, right? You've done 20 years of back testing. You said it's profitable. You've been trading live for six months and the six months of live trading match your back testing results. What else do you need? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Is there a chance that we get weird markets in the future? I think Mike Belfiore and, and Dr. Brett Steenbarger talked about this in, in, the, in the, the roundtable discussion we had. I, I thought it was very insightful where he said the same thing. He said, we never know what the future is going to give us. We don't know. Sometimes we're not prepared to handle stuff. 2020, right? A lot of traders weren't prepared to handle what happened to the markets. But what do you do in those situations? You adjust. You trust yourself. You trust the skill that you have developed. This is, we, this is why we, we're, we're always talking about reviewing. 
We're talking about reviewing your trades and, and, and evaluating yourself in the market. Jason Greystone shared a few kind of the, the thing he uses where he just looks at random random times in the market each day and, and, and tracks kind of, you know, makes predictions on what he thinks is going to happen and tracks those predictions. This is why we always keep developing that skill. So when different times do happen, we can adjust. We can make the small tweaks. If we're noticing low volatility, we can switch to this. If we're noticing high volatility, we can switch to that. We don't know if things are going to work the same way. I, I started off as a pattern only trader. Patterns do not work the same way now as they did back in 2010, 12. You guys that have tested patterns, you've probably seen that in your performances, right? It's different. You make your adjustments. You make your adjustments. Max said, if you're scared, you're trading too big. Just track performance. Andrew says, is it an excuse? I think I'm handling it by my back testing as much data as I have available, but I prefer to have even more than 20 years. Yeah, no, it, it, it's complete. It is 100% an excuse because let me ask you this. What's going to stop you from testing 10? What, what, what is 10 more years going to tell you? What, what more information is tracking 10 more years in the past, right? Which you can make the argument that says the, the further you go back, the less relevant that testing is. What is that going to tell you? Is that going to give you more confidence? I think it's just an excuse not to move forward. I think it's, it's an excuse to, 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 to say, hey, I'm not going to go for the job interview I'm going to sit back at my current position and take 10 more years of experience and then I'm going to go for the job interview in 10 years. And then 10 years later, you're going to say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get five more years of experience and you're going to keep kicking the can down the road. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think, you know, I, I think 20 years is a very significant amount of backtesting. I don't think going 10 years back is going to give you, I don't think it's going to, I don't see how it's going to have any impact in, on your decision. What, what, is, what is 10 extra years gonna do for you? What is 30 years versus 20 years of back testing gonna do for you? What, what do, what, if you have the same consistent results over 10 more years, is that gonna, that's not gonna affect the unknown of the future, is it guys? If, 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 my, if my main problem is I don't know what the future holds and I go 10 more years in the past and collect data from 10 more years in the past, it still doesn't address the question slash the fear of I don't know what the future holds. That is always going to be there. I don't know what the future holds for me today. I may get hit by a bus. I don't know. All I can do is in the moment, do everything possible not to get hit by that bus. But I do, I do think it's an excuse. And I mean that in the most polite way possible. I, it just is what it is. It just is what it is. <laughs> Max says 20 years ago, they weren't even wicks. <laughs> so I, I think it's an excuse. Here, here's something interesting. I got this question the other day too. It's going to be on a Trading Coach podcast episode. 
where it was a trader. Very similar question about fear of the future. He's acting about standard deviation. About standard deviation is, is basically so you, you guys have like a, a let's say um, Max, for example, has a win percent historical win percentage of fifty percent, right? Does that mean Max wins five out of every ten trades? Like literally wins five out of every ten trades? Does that mean Max literally wins fifty out of every hundred trades? No, like it. it it ebbs and flows. Max may have a period where he wins seven out of 10 trades and then next month he may win three, right? So standard deviation is basically kind of the range that the results can go off of the mean, right? So I always call myself a historically about a 55% trader, right? Sometimes I'm 60%, sometimes I'm 45%, right? Those, that's kind of my range. I, I typically don't go below 45. I typically don't go above 60, like bigger picture, right? And the question was, what if during my backtesting, because these ranges can last, you know, who, long, who knows how long. What if during my backtesting, I only hit at the upper part of that range? So I think he said his backtesting results were like 50%, I'm going to use that as a number, uh, or, or 55%. So for him, it meant that the upper half could be 60, the lower half can be 40, something like that. He said, what if my backtest results were all in the upper part of that range, and as soon as I start trading live... Right? As soon as I start trading live, I hit the lower end of that range where now my live trading is 40. What if that happens? And essentially the answer is, well, what, what if it happens? If that's an expectation, what do you think you do before trading live? You prepare for it. You take the lower end of your range, and after 20 years of testing, you should be able to have an idea of what the upper and lower ranges of your range are and make sure you're prepared to handle it. Same thing when we talk about drawdowns, right? What do we always say about maximum allowable drawdown, right? Look at your biggest drawdown and ask yourself, can I handle this financially and psychologically? But even in that case, we don't know what the future is going to be. You don't know if you're going to hit your system accurately as, as you're back testing. You don't know if you're going to be a little bit better. I always assume I'm going to be a little bit worse just because of human error. We don't know. But at some point, and we can leave it at this, at some point, if you want to be a trader, at some point you have to trade. It's as simple as that. If you want to be a trader, at some point you have to trade. If not, you could be a professional backtester and backtest forever. I don't know what that's going to give you. But at some point, you have to kick that fear in the face and go for it. And I think you'll see that as you start trading live and as you get more experience with the live markets and you're, and you're able to kind of replicate your backtesting statistics, you'll get more confidence and that fear will slowly go away. That fear will go to something else, whether it's like upping your position size or, you know, fear is always there, but it'll go away. But it won't, it won't go away until you, until you take action. It won't go away until you take action. But yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think it's fear-based. I think it's an excuse. Um, and again, I don't mean that in a negative way. We all, we deal from in every aspect of our life every single day. But I think it, it is something you have to punch in the face. It's something you got to punch in the face and go for it. I think you've done everything correct. I think you've back tested 
for a good amount of time. You said you're even you've been trading it live for almost six months and, and you're getting similar results, which is a big positive especially in these times, the, the, especially for the past, taking this, the past six months into account. I, I think you just gotta, you gotta go for it. You gotta jump, jump in the water, jump in the water. If it's cold, it's cold. If it's cold, it's cold. Mm -hmm.